Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad that you're here today, and um, you know, as I said at the beginning of the year with everything going on in the world, we, from time to time, touch on revelation and the end times and so forth and, and back and forth every six weeks. So, so we're back there today and we're going to try and tie that in a little bit. And uh, I want you to look at God's word today in the book of Luke before we open up in prayer. And uh, the title today is what we need to remember. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful that we can be here today. Lord, may we, as we prayed in the back already, Father, with our pastors, may we never, ever, ever take for granted what this means uh, to, to gather on the first day of the week to worship you, to thank you, to open your word, to, to worship in song, and to be so, so thankful that we can start our week out knowing that we have focused on you. Father, we we'll just be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, like our, our, our mind is a, it's a funny thing. Uh, we remember and we forget. And the things that we, we remember, sometimes we shouldn't. And the things that we forget, sometimes we shouldn't. And I was thinking, I was thinking this week about communication. And sometimes we forget uh, in this world that we live in today, how, how the way that we communicate is so important has something to do with that, that, that fellowship. And, and I'll get to that more towards the end of the message. But, you know, how that when we remember that we forget and we look back, and as we look back uh, and, and to see how we communicate with each other, isn't it amazing how it's changed? And, and we really even forget. Do you remember? <laughs> really, really. You have to explain this message to a young person, I think, at the beginning. But do you remember when you used to have, if, if you're out of town or let's say you went on vacation or, you, or whatever. I remember when I was living out in Arizona, I used to have to do this thing. I used to go up to an apartment complex to, to call home. And there's a phone there. There was two phones there. And... Uh, and I would call him or dad, and it would be a collect call. Now, I know a lot of you here today or you're watching, you don't even know what that means. But you would have to wait for the other person because you're on a pay phone. You would have to wait for the, or, or you put about 15 quarters in, and you got three minutes to make the call. And uh, <laughs> so you, you could hear, you go through the operator, and then you would have to, to hear the uh, other person on the other line say, uh, yes, I'll accept that call. And it was so crazy. You seem, we seem like that was a thousand years ago. That was only like 40 years ago. And, and let, me ask, let me ask you a question. When was the last time that, that you used a phone booth? I mean, there, there's, I don't even know if there are any phone booths. Uh, we communicate in such a different way. And I can remember when my dad would get the phone bill. This is so funny. 
and, and the high, you know, if it would be above, so fun, if it would be above $25, the whole bill for the whole, you know, month, you know, it was like, wow, I can't believe it. You know, uh, Dallas, did you make that call out to Arizona? And that, that was $3, you know. And uh, <laughs> anyways, things change with communication. And uh, I'll give you one more example. I don't know when this happened, but people are more apt to text somebody today than to call somebody. Why is that? It's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's that much more of a distance still. Well, when we, when we think about what to remember and how fast things change and what we actually forget, and there's something that, that kind of slides in. We really saw it this last year. And that is, and you can relate with this, that distancing. And... and what the Bible says, and I'm going to share with you one more illustration before we look at this word. What the Bible says in the end times, there will be a coldness. The love will grow cold. And I want us to be so careful as a church that we, that we keep that, that warmness. Because what is, again, God's word tells us is such a, a guidebook for life. God's word tells us that the love of money, not, not, not if you're, the Lord has blessed you and, and financially you're doing well and all that, that's wonderful. That's not the case. I always tell people, as long as your trust is above what you have financially, as long as you're trusting the Lord more than anything else that you have, it's fine. But when we get to the place to where it's flipped, where we're always looking to that, that money, that's the world. The, the love of money, the love, not money, I just want to make that so clear. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, let me, let me give you an illustration to bring it into today. Last week, uh, if you watch sports very much or so forth, uh, the, I believe it was the French Open, the one young lady who is at the top of her game and the game, and, and, and I would not be able to pronounce her name right, but she seemed like a real nice young lady who, who is uh, winning all the tournaments. And anyway, she said that, and she even informed the tournament heads if she wins her matches that she's not going to talk to the press. And she says, I'm, ha I'm struggling. I, I'm struggling personally, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, and it, would you please excuse me to do that? And they, they basically told her no. And uh, so she wins her first match, and she doesn't talk to the press, and they find her $15,000, okay? So I think about that. She's already told them ahead of time that she's struggling you know, with dealing with the press and everything that's going on. And uh, talk about coldness. Now, now, freeze frame that, and let's go to the NBA, okay? I know I'm giving you all these sports illustrations, today, but you're going to have to listen to that anyways. You showed up here, so. <laughs> anyway, so, so, listen, the NBA playoffs, okay? Four instances, okay? If I can remember them, I didn't write them all down. The guy, this is the, the 
thinks there's more tension because they're in the playoffs. The guy is upset. He throws popcorn on one of the players. I don't know if you saw that or not. Okay. So, again, they, the security yanks him out. Then another, which was terrible, another guy uh, was close to the floor, in other words, the basketball floor, and he tried to spit on one of the players. So they yank him out. Another guy throws a water bottle, you know, a guy walking out and flicked at the water bottle. I think it still had water in it because the way it was flying. Just missed the player and hit behind him. And then... Uh, then the fourth incident, I can't believe I actually remember all four. And then the other one, the, the security guard saw him. He, he went, actually went running on the floor, and he tackled him, and he toppled him, and he caught him on the floor, okay? Now, I want you to get this. Now, all of them, they yanked off to jail. Okay, good. Should have done that. But, you know, one thing they didn't do, one, they didn't show their face, and two, as far as I know to this day, some of you that follow up more than I do, but as far as I know to this day, none of those four have been fined. Now think about that. Now, why is that? I always say to myself, why is that? You know why? It's because of this. The NBA does not want to turn 40% of their revenue off, which is fan-based. So wrong with those four people did and I heard on the news all week how do you how do you stop that how do you say very easy if you tell me you find them say okay first time you do that it's five thousand dollars and you're banned for life which they are from the, being in the stadium but as far as I know they've not been fined here you have a young lady who's struggling mentally who's already told the the heads of the tennis ahead of time what she's going to do if she wins and they still find her finally she was told him she wasn't bluffing. She withdrew from the tournament. It cost her, I don't know, probably a million dollars. She was serious. What are we living in? The love, this world, we always go back to God's word. It's amazing how it relates. Thousands of years still, you know, still the number one seller in the world today is God's book, Bible. Thousands of years later, I can share with you a word out of the Bible and it still relates to today. So everything that we read is true and it's real and it is a guidebook. What do we need to remember, which is the most important thing? What did Jesus say that we need to remember? Luke twenty-two nineteen. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them. Remember, Jesus is getting ready to die on the cross. And he said these words, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. What can we do that changes our life every day? What can we do? is remember, remember, remember what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. Remember that you and I, any time of the day that we mess up, we think things we shouldn't, we do things, we say things we should, we can go to the Lord and say, Lord, will you forgive me? I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have thought this. Will you forgive me? And the Lord will. We, we, we need to remember that. 
We remember the cross, the sacrifice. That's it. Remember, when we remember the sacrifice of what Jesus did on a daily basis, it changes our life. That's what it does. We know that our life is temporal. We know that that what Jesus did for us was a sacrifice. We're going to heaven. And we need to remember that I can go to him any time of the day or night as a mediator. We can come to the throne of God through the sacrifice of his death and his resurrection. The way that we know that we can live, we need to remember that you can't live, you can't fight through those battles. You can't live this life on your own. You are not going to win. The Bible says, as we talked about last week, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it is spiritual where we wrestle. And we can't see that. The way that we see it is through the spirit of wisdom. We have that as a believer. Remember who Jesus is and what he's done. What else does he want us to do? Look at, look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Let me read it again. Brother, I do not count myself to apprehend it, but one thing I do. This is the one thing that he does. I forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. Good or bad? You know, if we constantly remember the good to where it's gotten us today, we, we kind of coast. God doesn't want us to coast. Or if, and this is the second one, which a lot of you, we all can relate with. If we constantly remember the bad and, 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 the, and the warfare and the carnage that you've been through and all the different things that have happened in your life, it, it, it's on your back. It pulls you down. It weighs you down. God's saying, I want you to remember and I want you to forget. I want you to remember. Here it is. If you get this, I want you to remember to forget. You might want to write that down. I want you to remember to forget. Forget, you know, because we mess up. And the devil will put that as a, like a weight on your back and you'll carry that around. Well, I'm not like, I'm not like that person. Or I'm like, the devil does it to me all the time about other ministries and other pastors, you know. They're doing this and they're doing that and look where they are and look where, and you're not good at it. And, you, and he, does, he does the same thing to all of you in a different way. It's comparing, or, or it's just the devil. He can't get through us in our spirit, but he can come to our mind, and he can get to you, and he can say, remember this, and you remember that, and look at this, and look at that, and it pulls us down. God's saying, I want you to know as a future that you have with me, as long, and here it is, as long as Jesus is right there in your future, as I said a couple weeks ago, he can restore, he can change, he can fix, and he can renew whatever ever it is in your life. 
That's what Jesus wants you to remember. What he wants you to forget is you're this no good human being and you're not as good as this other believer over here and they just seem to do it all right and all these different things. How many times have I done that and seen it with other preachers and, I, and, then, and then I watch and see what they're doing and they get more and more successful and see where they're at. And I'm thinking, I just heard this guy speak and what we're just talking about, I just heard this person speak. Never turned to the Bible once and I never heard the name Jesus once. Don't want to hurt anybody. Don't want to step on anybody's toes. It's gotten too successful. Can't do it. Can't afford it. We as believers cannot afford to do and believe and live his way. No matter what happens, no matter what's taken in this world, no matter what we hear or see on the news, no matter what is happening in our life, we need to know, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I know, I know. But I know I'm going to forget all those things Leave behind, know that you're in my future, look at you, follow you, and you will lead me on the right path. That's what he wants us to remember. Remember him. Remember Jesus Christ and his cross, his shed blood for us, and know that you and I, no matter what you're facing today, no matter what it looks like through the power of his resurrection, you can win. All right, let's look at this last verse. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Partly why you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly why you became companies of those who were so treated... For you had compassion on me, if my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourself. <laughs> I'm reading the wrong verse. <laughs> See, I told you, I was going to, you were here a couple weeks ago. You know, I didn't bring my glasses today. Oh, man, I knew I was going to do that. All right, gee. Oh. <sighs> Man, I can't believe you're going you're gonna to talk about this more than anything today. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. All right, Hebrews, here I am, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Here we go. Let us hold fast to the confession of our faith, our hope without wavering, for he who, he who promised that's Jesus whose promise is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Here it is. Don't remember this. Don't remember because the devil wants you to forget it. Not forsaking or what you need to remember. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Let me go back to verse 24. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You know, I've waited a year to say this right now, what I'm about to say. Because I want to do it the right timing, the right way. And if you're here, if you're watching, if you're here today, uh, maybe this is not for you. It's for a friend of yours or a family member. But this is what's so important. This is what's so important. 
we know it's been a really, really rough over a year, year and a half, whatever you want to say. It's been hard, difficult. Never really faced this other than the wars that we see. You know, we, as we celebrate Memorial Day, and I was watching all the things on, on, on the actual Memorial Day. You know, we celebrate Memorial Weekend. And, and you see all the, the sales from Macy's and all the different things go on. But we forget what, it's so easy to forget Unless if you served in war, what, what, what actually happened? It's, it just, it's just another day off. And then we saw those things that on actual Memorial Day, and you start to remember more. You know, we, we got, Jesus tells us every, every day, every week, we need to, what we need to remember. Here's what, and how does that happen was what I'm getting, was what I close with today. This is so important what we do. This is so important. You know, I, 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 you know, did you realize that this summer, right where we live, this summer, right in our area, and I know it happens all across the United States, there will be more kids, and I'm going to just hold on here for a second. There will be more kids on Sunday morning in Little League and soccer than there will be in church. Think about that. And we wonder why the way we're going. Now, here's my point. You guys are here all the time. You know me. I'm not legalistic. You got a softball term. You got the kids term. I get that. I understand that. But every weekend, what are we teaching our kids? What's more important? A foundation that they're going to need more than ever? What's more important? Again, you miss now and then, I understand that. But, but every weekend and all the AAU leagues, and I, again, I give you sports illustrations. I love sports just as much as, as anybody. Do not forsake the summing of yourselves together. Why is that? Where's uh, Ernie? Come up here for a second. He didn't know I was going to do this. We're going to close here in just a minute, but I want, to, I want to prove something to you. I've known Ernie a long time. I've known Ernie since I was 14 years old. I won't tell you how old Ernie is, but it, that's a long time. All right. I love him. He's a brother, too. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. All right. Love you, man. All right. That's it. Go ahead. You can go sit that back down. Okay. Okay. That's it. It's over. Now, that, Listen. Listen, do not forsake the assemblings of yourselves together. That is one of the things over the last year and a half that I've missed more than anything else, to be able to fellowship, to, to see your faces, to love each other. Can, you, can we not see how the devil has worked through that? Now, I'm not going to get into this because I don't want to get dinged on, on the Internet, but what is true and what isn't true and what we've been able to read in the news this week, what's true and what isn't true? The truth always comes out. Has it been dangerous? Has it been real? People died and it's a lot. Oh, people got sick. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that we do not take for granted what we have, what Jesus instituted called the local church. And it's time is my point. It's time if you're watching today or you have family and friends, if you can go to Home Depot and you can go to the grocery store and you can go to all your kids' little leagues, you can show up here on Sunday morning. Why am I saying this? Because I care for you. I don't want you 
to fall in this crazy world where the love will grow cold. And to know there is a warmth here, even though it's a little too cold in here for me today with the air conditioning. Jimmy, we're going to close. Listen, man, there's something unique that happens through Jesus. And that's why he wants you to remember him. When he left this earth, he says, there is my power and my authority that I give you that is above all. And I have made it in such a way for you to enjoy life and you to get through those struggles and difficult times. I want you to remember me, Jesus said, and what I've done. Because what he's done for us we forget the past and we see him in our future, we will always have hope. I close with this. Jesus told us in his word, as we live in these last days and we see everything coming to pass and we know he's coming back soon, Jesus said, look at me. Look, look for your redemption draweth nigh and look, look, look for the blessed hope. In other words, Jesus said, live in such a way to know that you have hope and I could come back at any time. And we need to know that what we have here is unique and to never, ever, ever take it for granted, ever. Let's pray. Father, we are a church that loves each other, that laughs together, that prays for each other, hugs each other to know that we're, we're here. And Lord, we've learned through this last year and a half that, that we will never, ever, ever take this for granted. Lord, as we soon in the future are able to partake again of communion, Lord, we always know that we, we do that in remembrance of you. You tell us it is the new covenant that we, that we partake of in your name. And he's, Jesus, we do it in remembrance of you, and we remember what's important. That's our future in you. It's a hope that we have in you. Father, may we never, ever, ever take for granted again that we can fellowship and these church doors are open. May they never, ever be closed again. Father, if there's someone watching today or they're here, may they know that they can pray that prayer. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. I believe you died on a cross for me. And I ask you to come into my heart. Father, if there's someone here that even needs to pray that prayer to know that whatever they're facing in this life through your death and through your resurrection, Lord, what they see, they can have hope because you're, you're in their future. Lord, if there's one here today, may they come forward and accept you today. And as Ben leads us, we will give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, 
the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.